Good day ladies and gentlemen, how are you guys doing today? Welcome again to OM Clark Q Podcast, podcast number 11. And my name is Omar Clark. So what are we going to speak about today? We are going to speak about the learning and development model called 70-20-10. Now, what is this model? This model was put forward in 1996 by two gentlemen called Michael Lombardo and Robert Eichinger. This is found in the book called Career Architect Development Planner. Right now they are actually up to edition 5. So the first edition was published in 1996. Alright, so how did they conduct their their studies or their research? What they did is this. They asked about 200 successful executives to self-report how they believe that they learned. So basically just ask them, how do you believe that, that you learned you know, in your, in your, your method? Or, or how did you develop your skills to be where you are at this point in time as a successful uh, executive? So what they found was that amongst these 200 executives, what they said is that uh, they believe that 70% of their uh, skill acquisition was through challenging assignments or through practice, right? 20% was through development relationship or some sort of mentoring. And 10% was by coursework or training. So basically what they're saying is that the overall majority you know, of their, their learning was done through some sort of uh, physical hands-on approach, hence the, the assignments or, or task or practice. And then 20% was by someone, you know, telling them, you know, what to do, guiding them along. And 10% was by doing uh, the, the necessary coursework and, and training. Now, of course, anytime an academic puts out something, there are going to be criticism, right? So these are some of the criticism that was first uh, laid against the 70-20-10 model. And I can understand with some of them. One of them was, was the exact numbers because 70-20-10 is a, of course, it's, it's a nice round number to remember to, to, to that, that quote-unquote appears, right? Now, the question is, is it, is it really 70%, you know, or is it 65? Is it, is it really 20% or is it actually 15 and so on? Now, my personal take on the matter is simply this. It doesn't matter to me if it's, if the... The practical aspect of it is 72% or 69%. It's really not important. You know, it doesn't matter to me if the, the coursework or the training part of it, the, the, the knowledge acquisition part of it, is it 10% or is it 8% or is it 15%? And I'll, I'll tell you why. What I take from this is the overall importance of each particular uh, segment. So what I take from it is that Okay, so the vast majority of the learning and development is through hands-on practice, is through getting challenging tasks or assignments. You understand? That's what I take away from it. I take away from it that a smaller part of it is through 
attending courses. And I take away from it that uh, what is in between those is the whole mentorship business. Somebody guiding your hand and say, okay, this is how you do this particular task. So that's what I personally take, take from it. Another criticism that was levied against um, the 70-20-10 model is that they were already asking persons who were successful. But let me bring this to you in, a, in another way. If you are on the, in the ocean, right, you're on the ocean on a boat, and there's a shark that has swum the depth of that particular part of the ocean from the seabed, all the way to the, the surface, and that shark is now having a chat with you. Now, mind you, if a shark, <laughs> if a, if a shark is talking with you, then <laughs> hopefully you're dreaming, right? <laughs> but anyway, so let's say the shark is now saying to you, listen, the depth of the water here is 200 meters for argument's sake. Now, really, that shark is very credible, simple because that shark has traveled the depth of that water. So it's the same thing, right? You're speaking with executives that have gone through the system, that have gone through a particular journey to the point where they're now successful. So I believe that what they say is credible because they are now giving you their feedback on a journey that they themselves have made. You know, so I understand the the criticism on it, but for me personally, I believe that there's a lot of uh, credible information, you know, from those executives because they have gone through it, uh, so to speak, right? And the other one is that it's not the 70-20-10 is not prescriptive, meaning that you cannot take it and apply it to every industry, and I am 100% in agreement with that. You know, for example, let's look at a complex uh, operation, let's say a nuclear uh, facility. Now, you're not just going to be practicing things, you know, on your own just like that. You know, same way in a, in a surgery, for argument's sake. No, you're not just going to be practicing things on your own like that when it comes on to the, 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 compl- the complex task right it's just not going to happen you know so you can let's say apply the 70 percent in its pure form without any supervision just by 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 practice or unsupervised practice no because there's a certain risk that needs to be assessed and mitigated and so forth so i understand that you know no it does not mean though that there isn't a need for the individual to be exposed to significant practice. The only difference, I believe, in such an environment is that that practice has to be closely monitored and controlled. So in the case of, say, a nuclear plant, you're an engineer in a nuclear plant, then you are going to get your opportunities to to, to practice, to carry out your your complex tasks but they have to be done in such a manner that there's a fail safe there has to be done in such a manner that you know once you have gone past the mentoring part of it and once you have gone past the course part of it the knowledge acquisition part of it that your practice is still being monitored and there is a fail safe 
you know, in, in that entire uh, learning and development process, you know. Same way, say, let's say you're a surgeon or you're, you're studying to be a surgeon, you know, or you're a young surgeon, you know, you need your practice. But there, there has to be a system that gives you that, but at the same time manages that risk. Now, nowadays, you know, with technology, we have um, simulators uh, that can really go a long way in providing though that that you know particular seventy percent where where practice is concerned, so again, I can see where you cannot just take the seventy twenty ten and just apply it blindly. you have to assess each situation, but the spirit of it you understand does not change it, it what does not change is that the vast majority of learning comes from doing, so that does not change it is how you uh, provide that that um, hands-on, how it is monitored, and the various fail-safe that is put in place where, where that is concerned. So those are just some of the uh, criticism that was uh, brought against it. All right, so let's speak about it in practical terms. So we're going to look at, say, let's say welding or baking or cooking, you know, something that's not so complex. Well, <laughs> Like, <laughs> perhaps I shouldn't be so quick to say that because I'm sure that some people will say that, you know, cooking can be quite, <laughs> cooking can be quite, and baking can be quite complex, but that's for another show, I guess, right? <laughs> All right, so let's get back into this thing. All right, so let us say, as a welder, you know, you, you want to learn how to weld. And you have two persons. One has never done any sort of welding course. So they do not understand the basics of metal, of metallurgy. They don't understand the various characteristics, you know, of the different metal that, that's out there. They don't understand the, the different um, uh, physical properties of the various welding rod. You know, they cannot necessarily appreciate the difference between the hardness of steel and the toughness of steel, you know. They don't understand um, the effect of certain cooling of, of the metal after it's welded. Whether you cool it in oil, do you cool it in water, you know, or do you air cool it? So, so you have that individual, and you have an individual that has undergone some training where that is concerned. Both of these guys are in the shop, right? So, yeah. The one that has never done any sort of formal training, eventually they may understand, you know, and get there in the end in terms of their competency. But I think it's reasonable to assume that the person that has spent some time, you know, understanding and undergoing some sort of initial knowledge-based training would be a better uh, candidate and will, will develop at a faster rate you know, than the other person, generally speaking. It's the same thing when they're being mentored. So the person that's doing the mentoring, you know, will more than likely be able to get further with the person who has that foundation, who has that that, that 10% um, coursework or, or, or knowledge acquisition part of it. You know, because they're not starting from zero and they're able to understand certain concepts. You know, so that that mentoring portion becomes even much more efficient and more effective, so that when they go on now to practicing, 
then their foundation is that much more solid. It's the same thing with a young chef, you know. One that has gone through a particular school and they understand the basics of basic science of food, the effect of temperature on certain ingredients, you know, the effect of um, of time, not time the, you know, not time the cooking ingredient, but time, as in you know TikTok. <laughs> but they understand that all that relationship and certain how certain foods go together. Eventually, the person who has not undergone such uh, training eventually they may get there but it will it will certainly you know be take a longer time and you know probably be more more expensive more wastage etc same thing with the welding and the person who has undergone some sort of knowledge acquisition where the young chef is concerned will be a better learner you know when they're being mentored and as such will or should be a better uh, practicer when they are not practicing their their craft, right? So, saying all of that to say this, understanding the 70-20-10 rule, it's not to say, okay, you know what, because there is such a high premium on actually doing the, the, the task means that you just go dive into it as uh, like that. Really, you'll be best served if you acquire the appropriate knowledge in whatever it is. So even though it is only 10%, it is very important because you need to get that foundation. It's like building a house, right? You don't just go start um, putting out blocks or bricks just like that. No, you have to set a proper foundation. So the foundation is that knowledge acquisition. It's only 10%, but it is really important. That's why it is important that you continue and always strive to improve your knowledge base in whatever it is that you're, you're trying to do, right? So that when you now ask somebody, you know, whether it is in an informal setting or a formal setting in terms of your, your personal development, professional development, and there's a mentor there, you're not starting from zero. And if, for whatever reason, your mentor may have said something that is not quite accurate or by error, because you have done some sort of uh, basic knowledge acquisition, you can say, hang on a second, could you verify what you're saying? Or you now can go check, you know, in case um, there's been an error, because we are humans, those things happen, Correct. And so that, again, by the time you get to your 70%, you know, you're, you're well on your way. And, and that's it. That, that's really what this podcast is all about. Just uh, introducing to, you know, persons who have never heard of this before. is the 70-20-10 rule of learning. And just to recap what that is, 70% of the, of the learning is from practicing or doing, 20% is from development, relationship, or mentoring, and 10% by coursework or training. And uh, just want to stress that even though the 10% is a low number, it is uh, significant in that it provides a foundation on which to build the other two. All right? So as usual, thank you very much for tuning in, and we will chat again. Until next time, take care. Cheers. Bye-bye.